Hi, welcome back to Backstage with PYB. For today's Meet the Cast episode, we will share our interview with Garrett McCabe. We spoke with Garrett prior to the release of The Nutcracker at Zollner, which was released on Saturday, December 19, as a virtual stream film. Garrett began his dance training in Trexlertown, Pennsylvania. At the age of 16, he moved to Boston to dance and study with Boston Ballet. From 2017 to 2019, he was a trainee at Boston Ballet School. He joined Pennsylvania Ballet Senke Company for the 2019 to 2020 season. Garrett has performed with PYB on numerous occasions. He now returns as a featured guest dancer to perform the role of Snow King. Hi, Garrett. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So let's start with a little bit of your dance background. Um, What age did you begin dancing and where did you initially study? So it's kind of a toss up with the age at which I started. I believe, I think I started at age five, but between my parents, it's it's between three, four, and five. So that's my locked in answer, okay? <laughs> and and um, I started my training at That's Dancing in Trexlertown, Pennsylvania under Fran Jones Evers. And were you asking to take dance classes? Why did your parents put you in dance class? Um, they put me in dance class because I am the third of four children. And my oldest sibling is a girl, my sister, Cassie. She got thrown into dance because my parents were the type of parents who had their children try all types of things, sports and other extracurricular activities. So Cassie was in dance and then my older brother went into dance. And so they were like, yep, throw the third into dance too. (laughs) So then where did you go after your initial school? So... Um, I stayed with That's Dancing until 16, and when I was 16 years old, I moved to Boston for Boston Ballet School, originally to be a part of the pre-professional program, and then to eventually become a trainee with the school and the company. So you went right after high school? What age were you? So that um, was during high school. That I did first I did freshman year of high school in public school and I did half of sophomore year and then halfway through sophomore year I was um on a convention tour as an assistant for artists simply human um it's a fantastic phenomenal dance convention and they have faculty that is out of this world with people like Desmond Richardson and Dwight Roden, who are the co-founders and creators of uh, Complexion's Contemporary Ballet Company, and Judy Rice, who is this phenomenal, helped shape me as a ballet dancer today. So I got to work with them at ASH, and that was my 15 to 16. And then I had to do online school because that was so overwhelming to be leaving Thursday Mm -hmm. through Monday every single weekend to go uh, change states. So I transferred to online school and that was sophomore year. And then ever since I had to, I had it back and forth, you know, because switching states put me in different places and categories for state testing as well. So it was a pain in the neck, but you (laughs) had to do what you had to do. So by high school, were you really looking for a career in dance or did you just 
you know, find yourself in a position with these opportunities? Yeah, I actually, I didn't know. I had no clue. I was very fortunate to just see or find an, or hear about an opportunity or have someone tell me about an opportunity. And then I jumped on the chance. I kind of went for the audition and I um, luckily got a lot of opportunities that I went after. And so that's kind of what had put me in Boston Ballet School. And when I was there, about halfway or a year and a half in, I would say, is when I had a meeting and they, the directors were sitting with me and they had kind of talked with me and were talking about my future. And in that meeting, I realized and recognized that, whoa, these people are talking about my future in dance, you know, like maybe that means I could have a career in dance. That was kind of the first realization moment for me there. So what was that like? Because um, that that's obviously not a very typical high school experience. You know, what was that like for you? Um, it was definitely home at 16. And... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it was definitely um, a test, but I loved it. I find myself to be very independent. So it was a great moment of growth. I always tell people Boston is home for me because it's where I really had to grow up. It's where I pushed myself past the limits that I knew existed. And it's where I started understanding what the future was starting to look like. So it was crazy. It was it was a different experience, definitely, than most people's normal four years of high school. And the back and forth, I don't think I would trade, <laughs> although it was killer sometimes. I'm sure. Who were some of your more influential teachers, either, you know, at Boston Ballet or before, you know, in Trexler Town? Yeah, I think it's so hard. Um, I'm sure dancers probably struggle with this one all the time because, like, w to pinpoint one or two people that have marked my uh, life or helped my career or influenced me in the teacher area is like, I feel personally every single teacher that I've worked with and sometimes not even the teachers, but the peers that I'm working with, whether it's the other students or, you know, faculty in the building that I'm not necessarily getting to work with, but I'm hearing advice or I'm watching work that there's so much, to take from there's so much to learn and I feel like I am it's it's just an abundance of knowledge you know this to be influenced by a pinpointed one teacher I don't I don't think I could I don't think I could say one person's name however I could say that um you know the dance studio owner Fran Evers who I started with shaped me to help me become the dancer that I went to when I was 16. And then that 16 year old dancer, Peter Stark and Kathleen Mitchell and Boston Ballet faculty helped shape that 16 year old into the 19 year old. And then when I went to PA Ballet, you know, now I have different people helping me shape me now. It's, it's a very influential system, I feel. <laughs> right. And and definitely on a continuum. Absolutely. Um, with lots of people providing inspiration and encouragement. Um, so, so when you left Boston Ballet, uh, where where did you go next? So I left Boston Ballet 
and I went to Pennsylvania Ballet to join their second company. And that's where you are now, That is where I am now, yes. This will be my second year with the company. Should have already started, but because of COVID, we are (laughs) on a little late start, as most ballet companies are right now. Have you ever taught class, and what was the experience like for you, if you have? I have taught class uh, in um, because of COVID. In recent weeks and months, I've gotten to teach a lot more than I have in past experiences or years, and I find it very educational. I've I have definitely got some new tricks up my sleeve as a dancer because of things that I learned from teaching. And I also now um, have improved certain ways to teach or approaches to teach certain students now because of past classes and um, incidents that might have occurred or, you know, little roadblocks and things like that. But definitely I, I found I have a newfound passion for teaching, I would say, because when I was younger, I did not think I would want to teach whatsoever. Is there any non-technical advice you would have for your students? Yeah, I mean, just I this is so cheesy, but dream big, you know, train hard and dream big. Those dreams can come true when you hold yourself to that higher standard you know those dreams feel so out of out of reach because you're not holding yourself to that standard of being in that in that capability of reaching it so hold yourself to that higher standard and don't let anybody knock you from that and when people try that's where the work really starts you know when you have to start fighting for what is right and fighting for the comeback and fighting to prove why you stand where you stand Do you have any advice uh, specifically for boys who might have just started ballet training or are thinking about studying ballet? Yeah, I mean, go for it. And if it's and here's my advice for, you know, not even boys, just everybody starting out as dancers is it it might not be the most fun class. Ballet might not be the most fun class. But ballet is your foundation to go have fun in other classes and do take ballet, do take it seriously. And then if you want those extra classes, you know, I did hip hop and jazz and tap and contemporary. And that's what made dance so fun for me through all those years, you know, until it was time to just focus on the straight and narrow of ballet. But if ballet is your only passion, there's no crime in that either, you know, and I would say to the boys who are going to get bullied, probably (laughs) it's more likely to get bullied if you're a male ballet dancer. I would say you can push through that because you're dancing with the ladies all the time, okay? And (laughs) every other boy in school is probably just jealous. That's how it was for me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we know that... um... You know, we're we're very much you we're very much looking forward to seeing you as Snow King. We know that you came back to PYB um, to perform that role for us for our 52nd Nutcracker. Um, but you do have a history with performing at PYB. What are what are some of the I guess Nutcracker 
roles you've played before when you were younger and what are some of the other ballets you've done at PYB? Yeah, I, oh my goodness. Um, okay. I'm going to have to think about, oh, you know what? I'm going to answer the harder question first. The harder question is what ballets besides the Nutcracker have I done with PYB? And that is, um, the, I did Cinderella. I was the jester in Cinderella and I did Coppelia. I did the, Uh I did a mazurka dance in Coppelia, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I think that's what it was called too. I'm not, Okay, yes, good. I, yeah, I guess I'm not. I can't right. remember that ballet too correctly, but I I do remember that <laughs> dance. So that was a good moment. But I think that those. Oh, you know what? There was um, there was this third ballet that I was in. It I was a swan, I think. What? I, I think. Hmm. How old do you? I think, think you Karen were? created it. And it was like we were all in the zoo or okay. something like that. No, at the carnival. Oh Sorry, the carnival. Carnival of yeah. the animals. Yes. Carnival okay. of the animals. And, and sorry. And there's one more because I was, um, I think it was like, it's called like Our Town or something. Our- yes. Yeah, our yes. Town. You were in yes. Our Town. I was like the okay. little brother or something like that. I can't oh, remember too. Cool. I can't remember that story too well either. Um, but okay, <laughs> hard one out of the way. Now the easy one, um, the roles in the Nutcracker. <laughs> I started out in fifth grade. It was my first ballet ever. My first introduction to what ballets were. Not what ballet class was, but what ballets were. Um, and my first time being in a full length ballet. So I was a party boy and I was a Chinese um kid I think there were yeah I think that was it for the first year and then I did Mm -hmm. the reoccurring nutcracker role I think for the next four years after that so I I I stepped Mm -hmm. into that role and I stayed there for a couple years and then after that I did I performed as the harlequin doll the soldier doll um candy cane and oh yeah and the marzipan pas de deux or two marzipan <laughs> leads if you will um that was a couple years back yes yeah, so so actually it seems that someone resurrected photos of many of these things including your Marzipan uh, lead, marzip male marzipan lead, um, as we saw them on the PYB Instagram account. Yes, sure I saw, saw that, that post. I did. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, they're taking me back." <laughs> For the marzipan padida male lead, the only one in history. <laughs> well, you know, I was actually informed that I'm the only one in history of PYB. However, in I believe it's Barishnikov's version of the Nutcracker. There's a marzipan pas de deux. So at least PYB, I'm making history. Okay. We can still, we can still, we'll still do it as <laughs> okay. history. <laughs> and, and some good uh, footsteps to ah, follow. Well, thank you. We hope. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes. (laughs) What was your favorite role you got to play in Nutcracker? Uh, My favorite role, I believe, when I just did a guesting up in New Hampshire for Londonderry Dance Academy, I just did the role of Russian lead. And that was a very exciting role for me. I really felt... Um, the music was really exhilarating and incredible. And that version has Russian instead of candy cane. So it's, that's that little difference for you. Um, but yeah, it was just a very exciting dance and lots of fun, quick and exciting, you know, lots of passion. So that was one of my favorites to perform. That's a difficult dance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, all turns and jumps, you know, because the music is so riled mm-hmm. up the whole entire time. You got to keep the audience feeling that same excitement through the music. Mm-hmm. Do you have any dream roles for Nutcracker or any other ballet? You know, if I was a girl, I would love to be the dewdrop in the Nutcracker. <gasps> yes, Yay! I really, I really just love most versions of the Nutcracker when the dewdrop comes out. It's one of the most magical moments for me. I really love watching them perform and do that. So if I was a girl, I think that I would love to perform as the dewdrop. However, as a male, um, my dream was actually to become a party dad. And I successfully have done that now on multiple stages. So check that off. Now it would be Drosselmeyer, I guess. I I can move on to Drosselmeyer and wanting to do that because I feel like it would be really exciting to play and mess around with the kids on stage like that. I think the acting would be absolutely. Very fun. So we know you've done a lot more besides um, Nutcracker and a lot more besides the. Uh, spring ballets at PYB. Do you have any favorite ballets overall that you've been able to perform in? Any favorite parts? Um, I, I, my passion doesn't necessarily lie in actual story ballets, classical ballets. I really am such a fan of contemporary ballet and contemporary works. Um, I, I was so fortunate up in Boston to watch a lot of William Forsyth work. I don't necessarily have one Mm -hmm. ballet in particular that I love of his because I love all of his work. Uh, (laughs) However, to be to be a featured soloist in one of his works, whether that be Blake works is one of his more like one of my favorites or in the middle, somewhat elevated is one of my favorites. I just would love to be on stage doing his choreography. What hobbies do you have outside of ballet? Um, I I will be honest, dance takes up a lot of my time. So with that being yeah. said, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm always doing the straight and narrow. You know, I like to get in the studio and mess around and choreograph or just improv. So that's kind of one of my hobbies, but I don't always label it as one of my hobbies since it falls so closely into what I do professionally. Um, but I like to cook. I love to cook up a good dinner or a good, you know, any meal, actually. Breakfast is my favorite meal. So they're so simple and they're so easy. And I love a good egg dish. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also a certified fitness instructor. 
I did that um, over this quarantine. I became a certified fitness instructor with International Sports Science Association. So I guess you could say I have a passion for fitness as well because I like to do it on the off chances of me not working out. Um, are there any dancers that are your role models? Anyone that you really, really admire? I, that may be a difficult question to answer because there's probably many and, and probably not just ballet dancers. Yeah. I mean, I do in my head off the top of my head. I, I don't. Yes. The answer is yes. Are there dancers? Yes. You know, that goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, how, all of my teachers have been influential. I feel the same about all the dancers that I've crossed paths uh, paths with. You know, small studio or big studio, you learn something from every single dancer that you take class with or that you get to talk to. So with that being said, are there certain stars in the companies that I've gotten to work with that I've seen and, you know, dream of being uh, or becoming? Absolutely, yes. Um, and Derek Dunn comes to name right now or comes to my head because I saw an Instagram video of him about a little bit before we were doing this interview. So I, so he's on the top of my head, but people, yes. I mean, people that go from, from competitions or conventions and can turn themselves into professional dancers are people who inspire me because that's exactly how I started and it's exactly what I'm looking to do and become. So constantly, all the time, everyone, you know, that's why it's so hard to find one person. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing what you know now, if you could talk to your younger self, what advice would you give? Um, that's that I feel this definitely pertains to me. I don't know that this pertains to like the general public, but that someone's always watching. Um, this, this came to me because of like the position that my parents were in, in their social groups and things like that. So I feel like if, if you're put into a, uh, spotlighted position, then this definitely pertains to you, but that someone's always watching and that you need to be nice all the time to everyone, even when you don't feel like being nice, because the world's small and the dance world's even smaller and things always, always come back around, you know? And on a completely separate note, that you have absolutely no regrets, that nothing is too scary or too challenging for you. Always when something feels too scary or too challenging, say it out loud, rationalize if you can, because you are a bad bleep. Yeah, you are incredible and you are (laughs) a star, you know, don't let anybody try to dim your, your shininess. You know what I mean? Your spotlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really great advice. Thank you so much for doing the interview. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. I wish we could have done it in person, but we did run out of time. 
on that note, wear a mask, be safe, wash your hands. There you go. Yeah, so we can get us all back in the theater. Get everyone back dancing. Yes, in front of of a live audience. We miss it. It's hard. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye, guys. (laughs) 